All right, the intro, I didn't hear it, but apparently y'all heard it. So, great. Great. We're here. Um, sorry for the short notice that I was going to be streaming, but um, the opportunity presented itself and the news cycle is crazy. And I've been getting lots of messages saying, when are you going to go live next? I wanted to hear your thoughts on this indictment. And uh, I had planned on going live tomorrow morning and just reading the indictment and covering it, but uh, the opportunity presented itself. So I thought, what the heck, I'm going to go ahead and go live now. So the plan is that um, I'm going to give some commentary on the news that's going on right now. And uh, then we're going to read the Trump indictment and we'll go over. We're just going to read the whole thing and I'll give commentary as I have it. And um, that'll be it. So, yeah, this is just human number 213. This is the Trump indictment. And I want to lead off with, uh, well, let me let me uh, go to this first. Just a second, just a second, just a second. Uh, thanks for being here, guys. Hope you hope you enjoy the show. Really appreciate you showing up on short notice on a, in an odd time slot. That's kind of going to be how the summer goes um, with my kids out of school is that when I have the opportunity to stream, I'm going to stream, but um, I'm not going to be able to stream every mor Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning at 9.30 a.m. It's going to be... When I have the opportunity, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. But other than that, it's uh, it's dad life in the summer. So uh, I want to hit on this first. If you like what I do, if you if you enjoy it, if you want to support me, justhuman.substack.com is the best way. A, pay, a paid subscription to my Substack is the best way to support what I do, and I sincerely appreciate appreciate everybody who has purchase a subscription. You can also just sign up for free and everything on there is free. This is where you can get the podcast and uh, the podcast usually comes out about one to two hours after uh, the show is over. And yeah, that's the place to go. And lately, I mean, especially today, this templates article is just, I just can't stop thinking about it. I just can't stop thinking about it. I, 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 I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of weirding me out. It's kind it's kind of weirding me out that I think I figured out a pl a piece of what is going on, and I ran that ball as far as I could, and then some other people were telling me you got to go further. You got to go further. It's actually going to be that Trump is indicted and Trump is going to be arrested. And for a long time, for months, I've been saying no, 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 no. It's not. It doesn't need to go that far. Uh, it just. Narrative wise, it needs to set a narrative precedent that he might be indicted, but no, he doesn't actually have to be indicted. Well, seems I was incorrect. It does seem that I was incorrect. Um, more on that in just a moment. Another way to support the show, BensonHoneyFarms.com. Use rep code JustHuman. Get yourself some, some natural honey. Raw, just wonderful, delicious honey directly from the beekeepers. BensonHoneyFarms.com, rep code just human. If you're interested in merch, I have a merch store over at RedWhiteBourbon45.com. You can get shirts and coffee mugs and pint glasses and stickers and things like that. So this morning, or this afternoon, I should say, Trump is getting arraigned right now in a federal courthouse in Miami. Um, he and his aide, Walt Nada were both booked and fingerprinted. They were arrested. They were cuffed. And then they went through the whole process with U.S. Marshals. I'm seeing, I've seen some comments that people are really upset about that. Um, maybe I should be upset about it, but I'm not. 
um i i think that this is this is how this is what you do um i'm i'm just not really that upset about it but um I see it as a marker. I, that's just what I see. I, I look at this and I see the future of other high officials. Like I read this and I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I can't wait till that name doesn't say Trump and it says Brennan or it says McCabe or like whoever. Like I just, I just read it and I'm like precedent Trump, you know, it's precedent Trump now. I saw someone say, and I really, really love that. Um, I also want to give a, a major shout out to my friend Stormy Stormy uh, Patriot Joe, because he and I have had a discussion back and forth uh, for a long time now, probably a year. Yeah, it might be a year over these drops. And I even did a video several months ago about how, no, 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 these aren't talking about Trump. And I made a short video about how this first indictment, the first indictment is Ghislaine Maxwell or no is Epstein. I said, uh, and then the first arrest is Kleinsmith. And, um, no, I, was it, or was it first, first indictment is, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. And the first arrest is, uh, no, I can't remember. I'm already, I'm already tripping up. Uh, anyway, I didn't think it was Trump and I made a video about that. And Stormy Patriot Joe made the case to me, no, you're right, but there's two drops. There's two drops. They posted the same drop twice at the exact same second. And that's not a mistake. That's on purpose. So one of them is possibly about Trump. And that's the case he's been making for a long time now that one of these is about Trump. The other one can be about somebody else or it's dropped twice in order to show you how important it is. Those are plausible. And I think today with Trump being arrested, the indictment unsealed, some of the truths that Trump has posted lately um, General Flynn yesterday saying the storm has arrived. I think that I, I think Stormy Patriot Joe is right. I think Stormy Patriot Joe is absolutely right that this is about um, this is about Trump. Now I can't I can't get over though that we know that it's about I mean. The drops confirmed it. I'm not going to rehash it all because I've I've actually I've kind of forgotten half of it uh, right now. But um, the video I did on these, there's there's very very good reasons to believe that these are not about Trump. And uh, the board Q confirmed it that they weren't about Trump. He confirmed that they were about what was it Klein Smith and um, this one was Klein Smith and then this one was Glenn Maxwell. I think um, I may be getting that mixed up, but. It's in my video that I did. You can find it on my clips channel. Anyway, with Trump being arrested, indicted, arrested and everything, that's. I mean, I think that really confirms it. So shout out to him. Shout out to Stormy Patriot Joe. He he stuck by it. And, you know, I think. Um, I don't know if I how to say this, but I like. Well, I'll just say it this way. I really appreciate it. 
and and love it and respect that Stormy Patriot and Joe and I were able to disagree on this, and it wasn't a point of contention, even though we both were had we were both felt, had conviction about what we thought about it, right? And uh, it's just a really nice thing, and I appreciate that very much about Stormy Patriot Joe. So, major props to him. And he's got a decode on it that you can that you can pull up and look at. He also, um, I mentioned to him yesterday. I said, "Hey, man, when I saw this, when I saw this truth from Trump, I thought of you, and I took it as you were right." This one right here, where Trump says, "Now that the seal is broken," and uh, I saw on his um, over on True Social, he also posted. Yep, there you go. You put the message on the board twice at the same time which shows who's in control of the board and it ends at the 45 second mark. So that's it. He got it, man. It's, it's, it's a, it's a home run. It's a home run right there. Now, let me tell you something about this drop just real quick. I'm going to point something out. It says they will fight, but you are ready. But it's about Trump indicting. So you would think that, oh, Trump's indicted, Trump's arrested. Why does it then say they will fight, but you are ready? Because you would think if Trump was indicted and then arrested like he has been, isn't it us who needs to fight? Why are they fighting? Doesn't it seem like like they're on the offense? And we're on defense, but then here it says that like they will fight, but you are what is what is this supposed to be? Why does it say that? And I think it's because it's this is Patriots in control and the deep state knows it. This is Patriots in control right here. The deep state knows that they're not in control of this. And that's why it says they will fight, but you are ready. All right, let's get over here. This is special counsel Jack Smith. I saw somebody say just humans not live on the just human channel or something. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I hope they figured out how to work rumble. <laughs> um, this is Jack, uh, special counsel Jack Smith's page over at DOJ. Um, it's justice.gov slash SCO dash Smith. Uh, Durham has the same one where you just, if you just type in Durham right here in the URL, it'll take you to Durham's page. Her last time I checked, didn't have one. Let me see if he has one now. Yes, he does. Nice. Nice. Okay. Special counsel Robert K. Her is over there running, running silent, isn't he? All right. So first, before we read to the, read the indictment, let's just take a look at the paperwork behind Jack Smith and what he was appointed to do, okay? Oh, Salt Muncher says, Rumble is messed up. You have to hit today to get this stream to come up. I don't, I don't even know what you mean by hit today. I don't even know what that means. The link works for me on uh, Telegram Snarky. When I click the link, it brings my profile right up. 
Oh, but you're right. It's not showing the live stream I'm doing right now, is it? Yeah, it's not showing that I'm live right now, is it? Huh. Oh, they're just saying they got me via their feed. Um, weird. I noticed True Social's been having a lot of problems lately. Um, I, I mean, and then of course there were a bunch of DDoS attacks yesterday on news outlets. I wonder if Rumble got hit too. Let me. I'm going to try going to my page from over here. Let me see if that's any different. No. Okay. Well, weird. All right, good luck to everybody. Okay, so here we are over on Jack Smith's documents, the 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 orders from Garland to appoint him. And um remember, I think this is critically important. Critically important. Trump wanted a special counsel. Trump made the special counsel happen. And he made it happen by announcing that he was running for president. And I think that's critically important and it shows just how much this is an operation that Trump wanted the special counsel. He made it, he created the circumstances where a special counsel were going to happen. He also created the circumstances where there would be a search warrant and he created the special, he's created all these circumstances. Trump, um, has made it as difficult as possible while still somewhat complying with DOJ and uh, National Archives, you know, to get these documents. He's 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 dragged it on. He's asked for he's filed for extensions or at least his attorneys have. Uh, when I say Trump, I'm meaning him and his attorneys. Him and his attorneys have filed for multiple extensions. They've um, they've turned over some here, some there. Um it's it's just I have no there's no doubt in my mind that Trump wanted this and the the raid quote unquote on Mar-a-Lago um, Trump's the one who told the whole world that it was happening nobody knew until Trump told the world and just like with this indictment there were rumors of it being um, imminent but again Trump was the one who announced hey I've just been told that I have been indicted now. In these documents, this is what Special Counsel Smith is authorized to do. He's authorized to conduct the ongoing investigation into whether any person or entity violated the law in connection with efforts to interfere with the lawful transfer of power following the 2020 presidential election or the certification of electoral college vote held on January 6th, as well as any matters that arose or might arise directly from this investigation or that are within the scope of 28 CFR. Okay, so that is... Right there, that's his first mission. That's his first um, investigation he has. That, that right there. And that's all in D.C. This authorization does not apply to the cases that are currently pending on J6 that are being handled by other attorneys and uh, um, all that. Next, and this is the one that we're interested in today, the special counsel is further authorized to conduct the ongoing investigation referenced and described in the United States response to motion for judicial oversight in Donald J. Trump versus United States 
as well as any matters that arose or may arise directly from this investigation or that are within the scope of 28 CFR. So it doesn't say he's authorized to investigate Mar-a-Lago and documents and all of that, those things. Uh, Donald J. Trump versus the United States is Trump's lawsuit um, against the United States over the raid that happened there, right? Now, back up and go to the indictment he dropped. Actually, before we read it, let's watch this short, short video of special of Jack Smith. Oh, wait, it would probably help if y'all could hear it, right? Let's see if the audio works now. Okay, it says it's right in the right spot. Okay, let's see. Good afternoon. Today, an indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with felony violations of our national security laws, as well as participating in a conspiracy to obstruct justice. This indictment was voted by a grand jury of citizens in the Southern District of Florida, and I invite everyone to read it in full to understand the scope and the gravity of the crimes charged. The men and women of the United States intelligence community and our armed forces dedicate their lives to protecting our nation and its people. Our laws that protect national defense information are critical to the safety and security of the United States, and they must be enforced. Violations of those laws put our country at risk. Adherence to the rule of law is a bedrock principle of the Department of Justice, and our nation's commitment to the rule of law sets an example for the world. We have one set of laws in this country, and they apply to everyone. Applying those laws, collecting facts, that's what determines the outcome of an investigation. Nothing more and nothing less. The prosecutors in my office are among the most talented and experienced in the Department of Justice. They have investigated this case hewing to the highest ethical standards, and they will continue to do so as this case proceeds. It's very important for me to note that the defendants in this case must be presumed innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law. To that end, my office will seek a speedy trial in this matter, consistent with the public interest and the rights of the accused. We very much look forward to presenting our case to a jury of citizens in the Southern District of Florida. In conclusion, I would like to thank the dedicated public servants of the. I'm probably what he said right there. He said, Florida, the case is going to be, or he's at least right here, he's saying, look, it's going to be a case that is tried in Florida. Now we'll see if he'll stick to, stick to that and, wants to, and if DOJ tries to move it to DC, but 
um, I would expect that this is going to stay in Florida, which is to Trump's advantage, as you guys probably know, because it's going to be under the 11th Circuit and he can appeal to, which Justice Thomas is over that. So federal bureau. advantage Trump as far as the the, the place where it, there's going to be a jury, if it, if it ever makes it that far. With whom my office is conducting this investigation and who work tirelessly every day upholding the rule of law in our country. I'm deeply proud to stand shoulder to shoulder with them. Thank you very much. Why Florida, sir? Why did you decide to bring the case in Florida? And you see that the reporter immediately is like, why Florida? Why did you bring the case in Florida? Because the, the reporters know that it's not, this is not the good place to have this. Trump's approval in Florida is super high. And they would much rather him move this this trial to D.C. Um, so that the the media there know. Uh, put yourself for a moment in the shoes of someone who is expect who hates Trump um, and is expecting Jack Smith to bring this amazing indictment that just puts Trump in federal prison for the rest of his life. And. Consider that they're they're like watching this with great anticipation that this is going to be this glorious moment. This is the walls finally closing in on Trump. It's going to be this glorious moment. And then you get that. You get two minutes and 30 seconds, basically, of Jack Smith very weakly, calmly reading that short statement out and then walking away. Like, I think it'd be disappointing, you know, like imagine if that, like the disp- his disposition, his like everything about him does not convey ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Like it doesn't convey like this is the walls closing in on Trump. It just conveys like, yeah, here's the indictment today. I did this. He's innocent to approve guilt, proven guilty in a court of law. I love my team. Thank you. I love America. Bye. Like, it's just like weak, weak. And I really don't get the, uh, the hatred for Jack Smith that some people seem to have, or they're just like, think he's evil or like, uh, I just don't get it. I just think it's kind of silly. I also can't help but notice that Trump and team have worked very, 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 very hard to convince us all that Jack Smith is the most evil creature to ever live on this planet. And I think that's a tell, guys. I mean, if you've been if you've been following Trump for a while and reading his Twitter and his truths and watching him on video, listening to him, I think you should have picked up on by now that when when Trump talks about another person in certain ways, he's casting them as a character in this whole movie thing, in this whole whatever, this operation. Trump, he 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 takes people and he casts them as a character. And he, he tells you what their attributes are. And he describes them in a way and he gives them nicknames. And he does all of these things to convince people and program you what what this person is and get you to think a certain way about them and he has done that with jack smith this entire time it's been so 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 over the top that it's that it's absurd 
And it should cause you to question like, okay, is he, does he really think this or is he doing it because it's important for the narrative that Jack Smith is perceived that way? And I think that to me, that's the, that's what it is. Trump and team want you to perceive Jack Smith as a literal monster. That's what Trump is calling him a monster. And that's what, that's that's the narrative wise. That's what Trump and team want you to think of him as. And then on the the counterpart to that is on the left. The left is like trying to build him up into a monster. And as far as I can tell, I think they're having a really hard time. <laughs> I I really do. I think they're having a hard time with that. All right. Um. So this was actually filed on June eighth, and uh, I think that's the day that Trump. That's the day that Trump told everybody that he had been informed he was indicted. Huh? How? If this was filed on June 8th under seal, how did Trump know about it on June 8th? Anybody know? Kind of funny, that. All right. Indictment. The grand jury charges that, these are general allegations, at times material to this indictment, on or about the dates or approximate times stated below. Actually, before I read the whole thing, I just want to tell you, let you guys... For anybody who's like really worried, for anybody who's freaking out that Trump isn't going to be able to run or that he's going to get convicted or whatever, easy, easy. Trump had standing orders in the White House that anything that he was taking home was automatically declassified. Trump is covered under the Presidential Records Act, and that's how he was operating, not the Espionage Act which is what Jack Smith is using to charge him. And I'm not even sure this whole thing makes it to trial. Additionally, the grand jury, there's it's the grand jury was not informed of anything having to do with the presidential records act. It was, they weren't informed of anything that would um, color in their perception of what the case they were looking at under, under in light of the, the presidential records act. They were only told about the espionage act. So don't worry about it. Trump. This is not something that's going to take Trump out of the running. He can still run for president. Um, Comey even said just like last week, Comey even said, Hey, we may have a situation where the, uh, the next president goes into the white house with an ankle monitor on. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's kind of funny, but I also think that's kind of true. Also, if Trump is guilty of anything, and you guys, you guys know I've been following this really closely, this matter. And you also know I'm not a lawyer, so I'm definitely going to get some things wrong. Um, but if Trump is guilty of anything, it seems to me, it's obstruction. So what, he gets like a obstruction charge and pays a fine, probably gets no time in prison because he's a president who needs secret service protection. They're not going to put him in prison. And, you know, when you combine it with the drop I showed you earlier, and you look at all the other comms coming out of Trump and his team, I think, I think we can all be comfy. I think we can all be comfy AF. At least that's how I feel. So, when we read this document, I don't want you to, the reason I'm, I'm giving this disclaimer is because I don't want to read this document and everybody just think the sky is falling. 
I want to read it and I want you to think about how it applies to Trump, but then how these same things could apply as a template to other people, such as Hillary Clinton, such as Bill Clinton. Because Trump's already said, that's our defense. We're just going to bring up Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton and the Sox case and her email server case. And we're going to bring it up over and over and over again to show that you guys are charging me under an act that doesn't apply to me when you should be using this and applying it to the Clintons and to Sandy Berger and to whoever else, possibly Joe Biden too, right? So, defendant Donald J. Trump was the 45th president of the United States of America. He held office from January 20th, 2017 until January 20th, 2021. As President Trump had lawful access to the most sensitive classified documents and national defense information gathered and owned by the United States government, including information from agencies that comprise the United States intelligence community and the United States Department of Defense. Over the course of his presidency, it changed font. Sorry to squirrel, but I just can't help but notice that the first page is a photocopy of a scanner. Different font, different printer, and then the next one is definitely not that. It's typed out in like Word. That's odd. Okay. Over the course of his presidency, Trump gathered newspapers, press clippings, letters, notes, cards, photographs, official documents, and other materials in cardboard boxes that he kept in the White House. Among the materials Trump stored in his boxes were hundreds of classified documents. The classified documents Trump stored in his boxes included information regarding defense and weapons capabilities of both the United States and foreign countries, United States nuclear programs, potential vulnerabilities of the United States and its allies to military attack, and plans for possible retaliation in response to a foreign attack. The unauthorized disclosure of these classified documents could put at risk the national security of the United States, foreign relations, the safety of the United States military and human sources, and the continued viability of sensitive intelligence collected me collection methods. At 12 p.m. on January 20th, 2021, Trump ceased to be president. As he departed the White House, Trump caused scores of boxes, many of which contained classified documents, to be transported to the Mar-a-Lago Club in Palm Beach, Florida, where he maintained his residence. Trump was not authorized to possess or retain those classified documents. That is the allegation. And by caused, you know, he caused it to happen, but did Trump pack the boxes? No. Did Trump instruct them on what would be in the boxes? Not that I'm aware of. Did Trump move the boxes out of the vehicles and trucks and put them in various places in Mar-a-Lago? I doubt it. All right. The Mar-a-Lago Club was an active social club, which, between January 2021 and August 2022, hosted events for tens of thousands of members and guests. After Trump's presidency, the Mar-a-Lago Club was not, author not an authorized location for the storage, possession, review, display, or discussion of classified documents. Nevertheless, Trump stored his boxes containing classified documents in various locations at the Mar-a-Lago Club, including in a ballroom, a bathroom, and shower, an office space, his bedroom, and a storage room. 
On two occasions in 2021, Trump showed classified documents to others as follows. A. In July 2021, the Trump National Golf Club in Bedminster, New Jersey, which has not been raided by the FBI, even though Mar-a-Lago was, by the way, the Bedminster Club, during an audio recorded meeting with a writer, a publisher, and two members of his staff, none of whom possessed a security clearance, Trump showed and described a, quote, plan of attack that Trump said was prepared for him by the Department of Defense and a senior military official. Trump told the individuals that the plan was, quote, highly confidential and secret. Trump also said, quote, as president, I could have declassified it. And now I can't, you know, but this is still a secret. Okay. Hey, Bear BL, thank you very much. Yeah, thank thank you very much. Yeah, don't panic. Don't panic. We good. Um sincere sincere thank you very much. Um the next one B in August or September 2021 at the Bedminster Club again, which again the FBI is not raided. Trump showed a representative of his political action committee who did not possess a security clearance a classified map related to a military operation and told the representative that he should not be showing it to the representative and that the representative should not get... Whoa, okay. All right, I'm going to have to read that again. Either I need another cup of coffee or I I suddenly went illiterate. Okay. In August or September 2021, that's a broad range, at the Bedminster Club, Trump showed a representative of his political action committee who did not possess a security clearance, a classified map related to a military operation, and told the representative that he should not be showing it to the representative, and that the representative should not get too close. I feel like that paragraph needed more commas to help me out there, but okay. On March 30th, 2022, the Federal Bureau of Investigation opened a criminal investigation into the unlawful retention of classified documents at the Mar-a-Lago Club. A federal grand jury investigation began the next month. The grand jury issued a subpoena requiring Trump to turn over all documents with classification markings. Trump endeavored to obstruct the FBI and grand jury investigations and conceal his continued retention of classified documents by, among other things, A, suggesting that his attorney falsely represent to the FBI and grand jury that Trump did not have documents called for by the grand jury subpoena. B, directing defendant Waltine Nada, or Walt Nada, to move boxes of documents to conceal them from Trump's attorney, the FBI, and the grand jury. C, suggesting that his attorney hide or destroy documents called for by the grand jury subpoena. D, providing to the FBI and grand jury just some of the documents called for by the grand jury subpoena, while claiming that he was cooperating fully. And E, causing a certification to be submitted to the FBI and grand jury, falsely representing that all documents called for by the grand jury subpoena had been produced while knowing that, in fact, not all such documents had been produced. Um, I will say, I, I meant to say this a while ago, this map, do y'all, got, do y'all remember a couple months ago, there were the news store, the major news media ran all these stories about how Trump has some kind of map, what map does he have, and uh, that he was showing this map to people and it's classified. Those leaks turned out to be correct. And then the leaks we had about an audio recording where he's talking about a military plan 
those leaks turned out to be correct. There are a lot of leaks from this thing, and I think most of them are from defense attorneys. Because once you have people coming in as witnesses to testify to the grand jury and they're getting asked questions by Jack Smith and his prosecutors, um, those people have their own defense attorneys. So the defense, those defense attorneys then become aware of what their client is being asked. And then from what their client's being asked about, they can kind of suss out or discern what the prosecutors are interested in. And then those defense attorneys go to their contacts in the media and tell them those things. And that's how those leaks often get generated. Um, I also think some of the leaks were white hats making sure they control the narrative about the special counsel and its grand juries. As a result of Trump's retention of classified documents after his presidency and refusal to return them, hundreds of classified documents were not recovered by the United States government until 2022. As follows, A, on January 17th, Nearly one year after Trump left office and after months of demands by the National Archives and Record Administration for Trump to provide all missing presidential records, Trump provided only 15 boxes, which contained 197 documents with classification markings. On June 3rd, in response to a grand jury subpoena demanding the production of all documents with classification markings, Trump's attorneys provided to the FBI 38 more documents with classification markings. On August 8th, pursuant to a court-authorized search warrant, the FBI recovered from Trump's office and a storage room at Mar-a-Lago Club 102 more documents classification markings. They also took his autographed photo of Celine Dion, which he asked for them to return post-haste. Just tossing that out there. Unbelievable, the things they took. Defendant Nada, this is Trump's co-conspirator, Defendant Nada was a member of the United States Navy stationed as a valet in the White House during Trump's presidency. Beginning in August 2021, Nada became an executive assistant in the office of Donald J. Trump, which is the entity which received the subpoena, not personally Donald J. Trump. The entity that received the subpoena for all this stuff and the search warrant was the office, not Trump personally, just want to point that out, and served as Trump's personal aide or body man. Nada reported to Trump, worked closely with Trump, and traveled with Trump. Mar-a-Lago Club, the Batcave. The Mar-a-Lago Club was located on South Ocean Boulevard in Palm Beach, Florida, and included Trump's residence, more than 25 guest rooms, two ballrooms, a spa, a gift store, exercise facilities, office space, and an outdoor pool and patio. As of January 21st, 2021, sorry, as of January 2021, the Mar-a-Lago Club had hundreds of members and was staffed by more than 150 full-time, part-time, and temporary employees. Between January 2021 and August 2022, the Mar-a-Lago Club hosted more than 150 social events, including weddings, movie premieres, and fundraisers, fundraisers that together drew tens of thousands of guests. The United States Secret Service, the Secret Service, provided a protection service to Trump and his family after he left office, including at the Mar-a-Lago Club. But he was not responsible for the protection of Trump's boxes or their contents. Trump did not inform the Secret Service that he was storing boxes containing classified documents at the Mar-a-Lago Club. Might that be because all of them are declassified? All right. 
Let's see. Jack Smith said this stuff is still classified. So let's see. The national security information was information owned by, produced by, produced for, and under the control of the United States government. Pursuant to Executive Order 12958, signed on April 17, 1995, as amended by Executive Order 13292 on March 25, 2003, and Executive Order 13526 on December 29, 2009, national security information was classified as top secret, secret, or confidential, as follows. Information classified as top secret is classified as top secret if the unauthorized disclosure of that information reasonably could be expected to cause exceptionally grave damage to the national security that the original classification authority was able to identify or describe. Information was secret, I classified as secret if the unauthorized disclosure of that information reasonably could be expected to cause serious damage to the national security that the original classification authority was able to identify or describe. Information was classified as confidential if the unauthorized disclosure of that information reasonably be expected to cause damage to national security that the original classification authority was able to identify or describe. The classification marking no foreign is stood for not releasable to foreign nationals and denoted that the dissemination of that information was limited to the United States person. Classified information related to intelligence sources, methods, and analytical processes was designated as sensitive compartmented information, SCI. SCI was to be processed, stored, used, or discussed in an accredited sensitive compartmented information facility, which Trump has and was updated last summer before the raid. Just saying. And only individuals with the appropriate security clearance and additional SCI permissions were authorized to have access to such national security information. When the vulnerability of or threat to specific classified information was exceptional and the normal criteria for determining eligibility for access to classified information were insufficient to protect the information from unauthorized disclosure, the United States could establish special access programs, SAPs, to further protect the classified information. The number of these programs was to be kept to an absolute minimum and limited to programs in which the number of persons who ordinarily would have access would be reasonably small and commensurate with the objective of providing enhanced protection for the information involved. Only individuals with the appropriate security clearance and additional SAP permissions were authorized to have access to such national security information, which was subject to enhanced handling and storage requirements. Pursuant to Executive Order 13526, information classified at any level could be lawfully accessed only by persons determined by an appropriate United States government official to be eligible for access to classified information and who had signed an approved non-disclosure agreement, who received a security clearance, and who had a need to know the classified information. After his presidency, Trump was not authorized to possess or retain classified documents. And he didn't. <laughs> Executive Order 13526 provided that a president could obtain a waiver of the need to know requirement if the agency head or senior agency official of the agency had originated the classification inf classified information. 
determined in writing that access was consistent with the interest of national security and two, took appropriate steps to protect classified information from unauthorized disclosure or promise and ensure that the information was safeguarded in a manner consistent with the order. Trump did not obtain any such waiver after his presidency because he didn't need one because it wasn't classified. The executive branch departments and agencies whose classified documents Trump retained. Okay, we're going to find out which agencies are involved here. As part of his official duties as president, Trump received intelligence briefings from high-level United States government officials, including briefings from the director of the Central Intelligence Agency, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, senior White House officials, and a designated briefer. He regularly received a collection of classified intelligence from the United States Intelligence Community, USIC, known as the President's Daily Brief, which Obama famously didn't want, right? Remember that? Wasn't it Obama who was like always skipping out on his briefings? I think it was. The USIC's mission was to collect, analyze, and deliver foreign intelligence and counterintelligence information to America's leaders, including the president, policymakers, law enforcement, and the military, so they could make sound decisions to protect the United States. The USIC consisted of United States executive branch departments and agencies responsible for the conduct of foreign relations and the protection of national security. After his presidency, Trump retained classified documents originated by or implicating the the equities of multiple USIC members and other executive branch departments and agencies, including the following. The Central Intelligence Agency. The CIA was responsible for providing intelligence on foreign countries and global issues to the president and other policymakers to help them make national security decisions. I'm going to skip the definitions of what these agencies are. We know what they are. So the CIA, the DOD, the NSA, the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, which is more important than many realize, the National Reconnaissance Office's Office, which is also more important than many realize, the Department of Energy, the Department of State and Bureau of Intelligence and Research. Okay, those right, those right there, A through G, CIA, DOD, NSA, NGIA, NRO, DOE, and the Department of State and the Bureau of Intelligence Research, which is a sister agency to CIA. Trump's public statements on classified information. As a candidate for president of the United States, Trump made the following public statements, among others, about classified information. On August 18, 2016, Trump stated, quote, In my administration, I'm going to enforce all laws concerning the protection of classified information. No one will be above the law. On September 6, 2016, Trump stated, quote, We also need to fight this battle by collecting intelligence and then protecting, protecting our classified secrets. We can't have someone in the Oval Office who doesn't understand the meaning of the word confidential or classified. September 7, 2016, the next day, Trump stated, quote, one of the first things we must do is to enforce all classification rules and to enforce all laws relating to the handling of classified classified information. On September 19th, 2016, Trump stated, quote, we also need the best protection of classified information. On November 3rd, 2016, Trump stated, quote, service members here in North Carolina have risked their lives to acquire classified intelligence to protect our country. As President of the United States, on July 26, 2018, 
Trump issued the following statement about classified information. Quote, As the head of the executive branch and commander-in-chief, I have a unique constitutional responsibility to protect the nation's classified information, including by controlling access to it. More broadly, the issue of a former executive branch official security clearance raises larger questions about the practice of former officials maintaining access to our nation's most sensitive secrets long after their time in government has ended. Such access is particularly inappropriate when former officials have transitioned into highly partisan positions and seek to use real or perceived access to sensitive information to validate their political attacks. Any access granted to our nation's secrets should be in furtherance of national, not personal, interest. Trump's retention of classified documents after his presidency. In January 2021, as he was preparing to leave the White House, Trump and his White House staff, including NADA, packed items, including some of Trump's boxes. Trump was personally involved in this process. Oh, I would like the details of that. I wonder if it just amounted to him picking out which hats, shirts, and autographs he wanted to keep. Trump caused his boxes, containing hundreds of classified documents, to be transported from the White House to the Mar-a-Lago Club. You know... Thinking back, do you guys remember the news stories as Trump was leaving? There were like news stories and clips of uh, trucks being loaded up with boxes from the White House and the media was celebrating. They're like, yeah, there goes. Finally, we're getting him out. Kick that guy out of the White House. He's packing up now. Remember that? Make sure they don't steal anything. Remember that? I think it's an indication of just how planned out this is. I think that Trump and team wanted to make sure everybody's got video of them moving these boxes. They wanted people to see that and they wanted to bait the left and everybody in the media into covering that, um, for leading up to this moment right now. And I think that goes to show, you know, just how in control Trump is from January through March 15th, 2021. So, yeah, that's right. Maybe it was the JK moving company. That's right. It's like the just kidding moving company. I remember memeing that. Yeah. JK. Yeah. I just re- Yeah. Thank you. I remember the memes going around saying just kidding. <laughs> From January through March 15th, 2021, some of Trump's boxes were stored in the Mar-a-Lago Club's white and gold ballroom in which events and gatherings took place. Trump's boxes were for a time stacked on the ballroom stage, as depicted in the photograph below, redacted to obscure individuals' identity. Okay. Well, did any of these boxes contain classified information, or did they just contain autographs and shirts and hats and memorabilia? Because if they just if if these boxes on the stage, if none of them contain classified information, then big whoop. They're just some boxes stored on a stage. That's it. In March 2021, you see how that works? Like, all right, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know what is in these boxes. I don't know if they have classified stuff. I don't, I don't know. But just think about how easy it is where you infer stuff. Like the the media shows you a picture like this after talking about Trump taking classified doc, boc, classified documents, 
inboxes and moving them to Mar-a-Lago. And then the media shows a picture like this and people infer or assume, oh, look at all those classified documents just stored right there out in the open where anybody could take them. But you don't know what's in the boxes. You don't know if they're just pictures or, I mean, it could be, it could be all of the JFK files are right here in this stage <laughs> and stuff about aliens, or it could be literally autographs from like Broadway singers and shirts from, you know, law enforcement groups and like, who know? you don't know, you don't know what's in them. Could, yeah, that's right. Bertorgo. It could be anything. And then of course, it's on a freaking stage. It's on a stage, folks. <laughs> like, like. All right. So there's this group. There's this group. You may have heard of them. In um, in October 2017, they started posting on an anonymous board, and they were um, one of the things they were doing was they were teaching people to look for um, communications. Um, sometimes called comms for short. And um, those comms are a way for the these, these anonymous patriots to communicate with people at large indiscriminately and with some degree of, um, you know, um, deniability um, to where you can't exactly say that they really are communicating with people, but they could be communicating with people. And so you look for these little signs, these little clues that make you go, oh, that's kind of interesting. There's like a little sink, S, Y, and C. There's a, there's a hat tip. There's a wink. There's a nod. There's an association there that makes me think of some other things. And so um, if you've been following that group, you may have immediately noticed that the, the concept of this, just, just this image, this 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 these boxes that are on a freaking stage <laughs> i don't know some might think that's a calm i mean this mar, mar lago is huge and trump is a multi-billionaire does anybody think that Trump actually needed to store these boxes in on a stage and in a bathroom? Like the guy's a multi-billionaire. He could have rented a secure storage facility. But instead, he had his staff put the boxes on on a stage and in a bathroom and in a bedroom. Anyway, all right, I'll keep going. I'm going to have too much fun with this. I got 11 hours sleep last night. And um, I almost feel drunk. <laughs> it, feels, it feels so weird to have gotten a good night's rest that it has thrown off my entire day. <laughs> I feel like I must be intoxicated. Uh, this is what people who get regular amounts of sleep feel like every day. No wonder they, they try and get good amount of sleep every, every night. Um, all right. In March, 2021, Nada and others moved some of Trump's boxes from the white and gold ballroom to the business center at the Mar-a-Lago club on April 5th, 2021, an employee of the office of Donald J. Trump, 
Trump employee one, texted another employee of that office, Trump employee two, to ask whether Trump's boxes could be moved out of the business center to make room for staff to use it as an office. Trump employee two replied, whoa, okay, so POTUS specifically asked Walt for those boxes to be in the business center because they are his papers. Later that day, Trump employee one and Trump employee two exchanged the following text messages. Two, Trump employee two, so let's just call him employee two, says, we can definitely make it work if we move his papers into the lake room. Employee one, there is still a little room in the shower where his other stuff is. Is it only his papers he cares about? There's some other stuff in there that are not papers. Could that go to storage or does he want everything in there on property? Employee two. Yes, everything, anything that's not the beautiful mind paper boxes can definitely go to the storage. Want to take a look at the space and start moving tomorrow a.m. The beautiful mind paper boxes? What? 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 Yes, anything that's not the beautiful mind paper boxes can definitely go to storage. Anything that's not the beautiful mind paper boxes. I I, I got nothing, guys. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. All right. All right. We're going to go on after the text exchange, which maybe something will occur to me, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Beautiful mind paper boxes. Okay. Um, after the text exchange between Trump employee one and Trump employee two in April, 2021, some of Trump's boxes were moved from the business center to a bathroom and shower in the Mar-a-Lago club's lake room as depicted in the photograph below. I'm yeah, I'm aware of the movie A Beautiful Mind. I just if it was if this was capitalized, I would think that's what it's about, but I Okay. All right, it's going to all right, all right, all right. All right, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Let's try this. Let's try this. Does Trump have any quotes where he's talked about a beautiful mind where he says, like, I have a beautiful mind or people with a beautiful mind? Um, has he ever said, like, does he have a quote where he said a beautiful mind about something? What is this? A good brain? Colbert, woman, amazing parody of a beautiful mind featuring Trump. What is this? I have no idea what this, it says blackalliance.org. I have no idea what I'm looking at. I just care about this right here. Amazing parody of a beautiful mind featuring Donald Trump's unforgettable person, woman, camera, TV interview. Not only can Donald Trump remember several things, he can also remember them in order. That's why he's a stable genius. What is this? 
Who among you will be the next Einstein? A story of one of the most good minds of his generation. Oh, this is a, a parody that The Late Show did. Okay, okay. The Late Show with Colbert did this parody. It's... A, it's a person. Okay. It's uh, like you'll go person, woman, man, camera, TV. So they say, could you repeat that? So I said, yeah. He saw the world in a way no one could imagine. Person, woman, man, camera, TV. You are the best natural code breaker I have ever seen. From the makers of A Beautiful Mind comes... They have a good brain. A good brain. You're a genius! He thought things that no one else thought. I'm an extremely stable genius. Donald Trump's very, very large a brain. I know words. I have the best words. Person, woman, man, camera, TV. This November, this guy is up for re-election. For I know what he's talking about with the man, person, woman, TV, like camera, TV. I know what he's talking about because it's like uh, the... Uh, Cognitive test. Can you remember these words and remember them in order? Um, <laughs> all right, that's, I mean, that's a, that's in with a shout. That's in with a shout. I have the best words. Adam Parker, anybody know? Beautiful mind paper boxes. All right, I don't know, guys. It's, it's, I just want to, I wonder if Trump has ever said anything about a beautiful mind. All right. Anyway, after the text exchange, Trump employee one and Trump employee two in April, 2021, some of Trump's boxes were moved from the business center to a bathroom and a shower in Mar-a-Lago Mar club's lake room as depicted in the photograph below. So Trump, the multi-billionaire had them store these boxes in a bathroom and shower uh, because, you know, he couldn't afford a storage room. Um, it says Mac bedroom right there. M-A-C bedroom. Or no, M-A-L. M-A-L bedroom. Mar-a-Lago bedroom. That's what it says. I can't make out the writing on any of the others, but that one, that's what that says. M-A-L bedroom. And those boxes... Let's see. Some of these are the same. Type of box with the blue on the bottom and a white lid. You see those right there are also blue with a white lid like that. But some of them are not from that stage, or at least you can't see them in that photo that they had. All right. In May 2021, Trump directed the storage room on the ground floor of the Mar-a-Lago Club, the storage room, be cleaned out so that it could be used to store his boxes. The hallway leading to the storage room could be reached from multiple outside entrances, including one accessible from the Mar-a-Lago Club pool patio through a doorway that was often kept open. The storage room was near the liquor supply closet, linen room, lock shop, and various other rooms. Oh, hey, UK Neil, good evening. UK Neil is bringing me a tool. A tool to search with. Aha. Okay, Trump mentioned 
beautiful in 448 tweets. Has he ever mentioned beautiful mind? Nope. Has he ever mentioned beautiful brain? Nope. Okay. He's mentioned mind 162 times. So he mentioned mind paper. No. Oh, that one's not going to work if you include A. That won't work like that. Thanks, UK Neil. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through this. I really want to know what these what they meant by that. I mean, it could be just a um, the way those employees were referring to something like there's some something on the box, like written on them that for some reason. I mean, maybe it's says Russell Crowe on the box, and so they called it the beautiful beautiful mind box because it says Russell Crowe. I don't know. Okay, they cleaned that out on June twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. Trump's okay. I can't resist. I can't resist. I can't resist. He's Crow spells his name with an E, right? Crow tribe, Jim Crow, the Crow Indian tribe. Nope. Nothing there. All right. Russell. No Russell. Oh, no. Russell Bowers, Russell Moore, Russell Brand, Russell Brand, Russell, Russell Brand, Bill Russell. All right, I'm going to mess with it later. I'll mess with it later. On June 24th, 2021, Trump's boxes that were in the lake room were moved to the storage room. After the move, there were more than 80 boxes in the storage room, as depicted in the photographs below. Okay. On December 7th, 2021, Nada found several of Trump's boxes fallen and their contents spilled on the floor of the storage room, including a document marked secret, secret slash R-E-L to USA 5I. So relevant to USA 5, secret, relevant to USA 5I. Which denoted that the information in the document is re releasable only to the 5I's intelligence alliance consisting of Australia, Canada, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom and the United States. Not a texted Trump employee to, quote, I opened the door and found this. Nada also attached two photographs he took of the spill. Trump employee two replied, oh no, no, and I'm sorry POTUS had my phone. Whoa. Whoa. POTUS had his phone? Okay, let's see. Nada texted Trump employee two, quote, I opened the door and found this. Nada also attached two photographs he took of the spill. Trump employee two replied, Oh no, oh no, and I'm sorry POTUS had my phone. Wonder why Donald Trump had his phone. Hmm. One of the photographs not attested to Trump employee two is depicted below with the visible classified information redacted. Dude, so Trump had this employee's phone 
which is why this employee didn't get the text from this from Nada sooner, because employee two had his phone. Is the employee two Dan Scavino? Weird. One of the photographs not attested to Trump employee two depicted is depicted below with visible classified information redacted. Trump's unlawful retention of this document is charged in count eight of this indictment. So this box had newspapers and photos. See how big I can make this. It's a scanned PDF, so I can't open the image in a new tab or anything. I'd have to screenshot it. Um, there's a guitar, a Gibson. There's a Gibson right there. And some clothes. This is so staged. This is so staged, guys. Like, when boxes fall, it's... Like, I guess we're supposed to believe that this was on top of this. And if it was, and it weighed so much, this, you know, the weight, this started, this box started caving in. So the boxes fell down. You know, with the humidity, the, the cardboard box isn't going to be as rigid. So it fell down, but it, this sure looks staged the way it's spread out right here. That's a Washington Post article and then photos. This photo's upside down with some officials at a purple table. It kind of reminds me of a funeral. Not sure that it is, though. Wall Street Journal. There's a red folder. Right there. Okay. Y'all are probably laughing at me, tilting my head, looking at it. All right, on May 2021... In May 2021, Trump caused some of his boxes to be brought to his summer residence at the Bedminster Golf Club. Like the Mar-a-Lago Club, after Trump's presidency, the Bedminster Club was not an authorized location for the storage possession review display or discussion of classified documents. On July 21st, 2021, when he was no longer president, Trump gave an interview in his office at the Bedminster Club to a writer and publisher in connection with the then- with a then forthcoming book. Two members of Trump's staff also attended this meeting, which was recorded with Trump's knowledge and consent. Guys, do any of y'all think that Trump is going to say something on a recording that's going to incriminate himself? He's not, and he knows this is being recorded. Just another sign this is planned. Before the interview, the media had published reports that at the end of Trump's term as president, a senior military official purportedly feared that Trump might order an attack on country A and that the senior military official advised Trump against doing so. Upon gre greeting the writer, publisher, and his two staff members, Trump stated, quote, Look what I found. This was the senior military official's plan of attack. Read it and just show the show. It's interesting. Later in the interview, there's ellipses there where they don't include the rest. Just show dot, dot, dot. It's interesting. Later in the interview, Trump engaged in the following exchange. Trump, well, with the senior military official, uh, let me see that. I'll show you an example. He said that I wanted to attack country A. 
Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look, that this was him. They presented me this. This is off the record, but they presented me this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. Ryder, wow. Trump, we looked at some. This was him. This, was, this wasn't done by me. This was all him. All sorts of stuff. Pages long. Look. Hmm. Wait a minute. Let's see here. I just found, isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case, you know? Staffer, mm-hmm. Except it is, like, highly confidential. Staffer, yeah. Trump, secret. This is secret information. Look at this. You attack and... And then there's nothing. He doesn't include the rest of the quote. Trump, by the way, isn't that incredible? Staffer, yeah. Trump, I was just thinking, because we were talking about it, and, you know, he said he wanted to attack country A. And what... Trump, you said what you did. Trump, this was done by the military and given to me. Uh, I think we can probably write. Staffer, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to try. Trump, declassify it. Staffer, figure out. Yeah. Trump, see, as president, I could have declassified it. Yeah. Now I can't, you know, but this is still a secret. Yeah. Now we have a problem. Isn't that interesting? At the time of this exchange... The writer, the publisher, and Trump's two staff members did not have security clearances or any need to know on any classified information about a plan of attack on country A. Okay, I can like... All right, y'all gonna have to bear with me. Um, because I can give you guys a piece of information right now that if you, if you put it this piece into that discussion and picture it as the centerpiece of what the discussion is happening based off of you'll you'll understand the whole that whole conversation will make sense and there's nothing illegal about it but i have to find my thread where i included it um it wasn't that long ago but damn has the news cycle been crazy It's been absolutely insane. I've tried, you know, I last weekend I watched 24 hours of Lamar. It was awesome. I absolutely loved it. And um I've been kind of trying, I've been I have been trying, not kind of trying. I've been trying to take a bit of a break lately. Um, a real, a real break and rest and restore myself because I I feel like things are gonna get even crazier. And to be honest, I, I've been feeling a bit burned out. Um, even though I'm super happy and enjoying all the news and it's super interesting, I just know that I need to make sure and take care of myself. Um, simple as that. And this news cycle has made that very difficult. I know I've got this somewhere. Just bear with me. I have something that you piece this in to that Trump conversation and it's it's illuminating. Okay. And why does this just human guy post so much? Golly. Bear with me. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I have it somewhere. I didn't think it was this long ago. We're getting okay. Okay, we're getting there. 
Getting there. Okay, okay, we're getting there. Defense. We're getting there. There's the FD ten twenty three again. I completely forgot about Podesta being in the news. Where is this at? I know I already talked about it on um, Devolution Power Hour um, a few weeks ago. Okay, got it. We're there. Okay. It's in this thread. There. Yes. Okay. So, frustrated with CIA, Trump administration turned to Pentagon for shadow war with Iran. Now, I am pretty sure that the country A in this indictment is Iran. And that matches with some other reporting about this. And um, right here, this thread that I had, that we went over on Devolution Power Hour, and it's a Devo proof, in my opinion. Um, Sources were unable to tell CNN if prosecutors already possessed the Iran document and were seeking any copies still in Trump's, Trump's possession or if the document is missing. So we don't know, or at least last I was aware of, we don't know if prosecutors actually have this, this document, this Iran plan, but it sounds like Trump is talking about this Iran plan, which was a plan that was created before, um, before Milley was chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff. It was, it's a really big plan for a war, for a war with Iran and Trump, right before he left office in December, um, he authorized portions of this plan to be carried out. The doc was created before Milley. Milley was named chairman December 8th, 2018. This whole this whole plan for a war with Iran was developed before then. Um, so what is possible is if Trump is talking about this article. So this is from November 23rd, 2021. This article or one like it. If Trump is talking about a news report that's describing this Iran plan that was presented to him. Okay, this is on July 21st is when the um, meeting is happening. This is near the time period where uh, we got the news story that Trump met with his cabinet. Mark Meadows and a bunch of other people showed up to Bedminster and they had that meeting and they remember the media went on this blitz about how Trump said Trump says he met with his cabinet this weekend in Bedminster. And that's ridiculous. He doesn't have a cabinet anymore. He's not president. So they're talking about this Iran plan here. And if you look at. 
This right here, it says Donald Trump signed off on key parts of an extensive secret Pentagon campaign to conduct sabotage and propaganda and other psychological and information operations in Iran. The campaign, which was led by the military special operation forces, was to undermine the Iranian people's faith in their government. The plan, which eventually grew to a 200-page package of options, involved things that would cause the Iranians to doubt their control over the country or doubt their ability to fight the war. The plan would have been carried out by the incoming Biden administration. So what I'm positing to you guys is that maybe Trump is talking about information that is in the news media, information that is in news articles about Iran, Afghanistan, Iraq happenings in that region. And Trump is looking at that and he's saying, look at this, look at this. This was him. This wasn't done by me. This was him, meaning Biden, all sorts of stuff. Pages long. Wait a minute. Let's see. I just found, isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case. This is secret. This is secret information. Look, look at this. This is secret. And what he's saying is like, and we don't have the whole recording, but what I'm reading into it is that he's saying, look, this is a secret plan that I approved pieces of, and you can see, now it's in the news. That this shadow war with Iran is in the news, and it's Biden who is carrying out the plan that I approved. And then he goes, and this article right here goes on to talk about how the um, Trump administration officials say the last minute push was the culmination of years of frustration by Trump administration officials over how to wage shadow conflict with Iran. The Joint Staff and CIA were obstructing everything, said former senior defense officials. The ex-official stressed that the plan, which aimed to weaken the Iranian government, was designed to deter war, not precipitate an overt military conflict in Tehran. General Frank McKenzie, the head of U.S. Central Command, was an ardent proponent of the Iran-focused actions, according to former officials, who said General Mark Milley, chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff, consistently slow-rolled the proposal. Let me block that. Mute forever. So what I'm getting at here is that if you, the way this comes across, the way it's being conveyed with these selections of the recording, it makes it sound like Trump is, has the document in his hand and is talking and is showing it to people and talking about his, the secret plan. What I'm positing to you is that he's talking about news reports that of course, are not classified and that are current or near current around July 2021, which lines up with this plan that he approved. He approved pieces of this plan to be carried out under the Biden administration. He approved it in December of 2021. And in this article somewhere, I have it highlighted. They they say that the plan, the operation would take six months to uh, to be to be operational. So once Trump signed off and approved this plan, it would take about six months for it to become fully operational, which takes us to about this time period of July 21, 2021, when he's having that cabinet meeting. And so I'm thinking Trump is talking about current events that are happening, and he's remembering that he approved this plan that it should be operational by the time of this recording. And he's looking at news and he's looking at notes and he said, and he doesn't have anything classified. He's just saying, Oh, isn't that amazing? 
I have a big pile of papers and this thing just came up. Look, it was, this was him. This was him. They presented me this. This is off the record, but they presented me this. And he's holding up like news, like what's happening in current events. If we go back, I wonder if in June and July of 2021, there were any, was there any uh, like really big happenings in Iran that I've forgotten about? Because he straight up said, we're going to it. We're in a shadow war with Iran. And I've said that for years and so have several others. Um, anyway, all right, I'm going to enough on that. I'm going to keep reading the indictment. I hope I made sense there. I'm kind of squirreling a bit, but. Can't can't if this if this really is Iran, which other media reporting says that it is and that and I think it's it's pro it is um, then that means that it's plausible, in my opinion, it's plausible. He's talking he, that that's what he's talking about is what he approved in December of 2020. All right. In August or September 2021, when he was no longer president. Trump met in his office at Bedminster Club with a representative of his political action committee. During the meeting, Trump commented that an ongoing military operation in country B was not going well. Hmm. Trump showed the PAC representative a classified map of country B and told the PAC representative that he should not be showing the map to the PAC representative and to not get too close. The PAC representative did not have a security clearance or any need to know classified information about the military operation. I would like to know what that map is and who is country B. In February, on February 16th, 2021, four years after Trump's disclosures of classified information set forth above, Trump said at a press conference, quote, the first thing I thought of when I heard about it is, how does the press get this information that's classified? How do they do it? You know why? Because it's an illegal process and the press should be ashamed of themselves. But more importantly, the people that gave out the information to the press should be ashamed of themselves. Really ashamed. Hey, Zero O'Clock, thank you. Zero O'Clock said that on June 18th, 2021, there was a presidential election in Iran. Yeah, good. Very interesting. I'm going to remember that. Thank you. Trump's production of 15 cardboard boxes to the National Archives and Records Administration. Beginning in May 2021, the National Archives and Records Administration, NARA, which was responsible for archiving presidential records, repeatedly demanded that Trump turn over presidential records that he had kept after his presidency. On multiple occasions beginning in June, NARA warned Trump through his representatives that if he did not comply, it would refer the matter of the missing records to the Department of Justice. Folks, this is another reason why I say Trump invited this. And I know that there are some people on media that are saying Trump brought this on himself. He's to blame and he shouldn't have messed up. Totally get it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying Trump invited this on himself because it's part of a larger plan and that Trump knows what he is doing and that he baited them into doing this. He forced them to do this. He made it's another briar patch. It's another matador's cloak. 
Trump knew that this was headed for a DOJ to headed towards the DOJ and it was going to be opened as an investigation. And he knew that eventually that could lead to subpoenas. And he knew that that could lead to a search warrant. And he knew that that could lead to criminal case. And he knew that that could lead to a special counsel. Uh, He knew all of these things. And yet he took the steps that he did. It's not because he's stupid or reckless. It's because he knows what he's doing. Between November 2021 and January 2022, NADA and Trump employee two, at Trump's direction, brought boxes from the storage room to Trump's residence for Trump to review. On November 12th, 2021, Trump employee two provided Trump a photograph of his boxes in the storage room by taping it to one of the boxes that... Okay, On November 12th, 2021, Trump employee two provided Trump a photograph of his boxes in the storage room by taping it to one of the boxes that Trump employee two had placed in Trump's residence. Okay. Trump employee two provided Trump the photograph so that Trump could see how many of his boxes were stored in the storage room. The photograph shown below depicted a wall of the storage room against which dozens of Trump's boxes were stacked. Seems like an odd thing to do, but okay. On November 17th, 2021, Nada texted employee two about the photograph that Trump employee two had provided to Trump, stating, quote, he mentioned about a picture of the boxes. He wants me to see it. Trump employee two replied, calling you shortly. On November 25th, 2021, Trump employee two texted Nada about Trump's review of the contents of his boxes, asking, quote, has he mentioned boxes to you? I delivered some, but I think he may need more. Could you ask if he'd like more in the Pine Hall? Pine Hall was a entry room in Trump's residence. Nada replied in three successive text messages. Nothing about boxes yet. He has one he's working on in Pine Hall. Knocked out two boxes yesterday. Okay, so that gives me the impression that Trump is going through some of his memorabilia and deciding what he wants on display, what he wants to send off for preservation, like... What, what he wants to send to the presidential library, NARA, all that kind of stuff. So he's going through boxes, figuring out what he wants, what's in there and where he wants it to end up. On November 29th, 2021, Trump employee two texted Nada asking, quote, next you are on property, no rush. Could you help me bring four more boxes up? Nada replied, yes, of course. On December 29th, 2021, Trump employee two texted a Trump representative who was in contact with NARA. Trump representative one, quote, box answers will be wrenched out of him today. Promise. The next day, Trump representative one replied in two successive text messages. Hey, just checking on boxes. Would love to have a number to them today. Trump employee two spoke to Trump Trump and then responded a few hours later in two successive text messages. Twelve. Is his number. Okay. On November, on January 13th, 2022, Nada texted Trump employee two about Trump's tracking of boxes, stating, quote, he's tracking the boxes more to follow today on whether he wants to go through more today or tomorrow. Trump employee two replied, thank you. On January 15th, 2022, 
Nada sent Trump employee two four successive text messages. One thing he asked was for new covers for the boxes for Monday M. Morning. Can we get new box covers before giving these to them on Monday? They have too much riding on them. I marked too much. Trump employee two replied, yes, I will get that. On January 17th, 2022, Trump employee two and Nada gathered 15 boxes from Trump's residence, loaded the boxes in Nada's car, and took them to a commercial truck for delivery to Nara. When interviewed by the FBI in May 2022, Regarding the location and movement of boxes before the production to NARA, NADA made false and misleading statements as set forth in count 38 of his indictment, including falsely stating that he was not aware of Trump's boxes being brought to Trump's residence for his review before Trump provided 15 boxes to NARA in January 2022. Falsely stating that he did not know how the boxes that he and Trump employee two brought from Trump's residence to the commercial truck for delivery to NAR on January 17, 2022, had gotten to the residence. And C, when asked whether he knew where Trump's boxes had been stored before they were in Trump's residence and whether they had been in a secure or locked location, Nada falsely responded, quote, I wish, I wish I could tell you. I don't know. I don't. I honestly just don't know. When the 15 boxes that Trump had provided reached NARA in January 2022, NARA reviewed the the contents and and determined that 14 of the boxes contained documents with classification markings. Specifically, as the FBI later determined, the boxes contained 197 documents with classification markings, of which 98 were marked secret, 30 were marked top secret, and the remainder were marked confidential. Some of those documents also contained SCI and SAP markings. On November 9th, 2022, NARA referred the discovery of classified documents in Trump's boxes to the Department of Justice for investigation. Okay, I'll have to think on this again, but I kind of I can see where NADA is. I can kind of get there on these charges for NADA, but I can also, I think it can be lost in translation a bit, like people talking past one another. Like he's asking NADA, do you know where Trump's boxes had been stored before they were in Trump's residence and whether they had been in a secure or locked location? It says NADA falsely responded, I wish I knew, but I don't know. In Nada's mind, he may view Trump's residence as Mar-a-Lago, period. So you can interpret this question, do you know where these boxes were before they were at Mar-a-Lago? And Nada's like, no. But the way it was the question was meant was, do you know where it was in Mar-a-Lago before it wound up in Trump's room? See what I'm saying? I, can, I have to read it again, but I can kind of see where It reminds me of the Danchenko conversation about Dolan and Danchenko and them going back and forth about what he meant and all that, all that kind of thing. Like uh, one of the, one of Danchenko's charges was had like a play on words like this, where did he, I was on, um, 
he lied about conversations with Dolan. And he said that he never had conversations with him, but he did exchange email messages or something. And so they were like trying to, Durham tried to say he lied. He's like, well, he didn't, I didn't have a conversation with him. I, I had a written exchange. When the 15 boxes that Trump had moved reached NARA in January 2022, NARA reviewed the contents, referred them. Okay, blah, blah, blah. FBI and grand jury investigation. On March 30th, 2022, the FBI opened a criminal investigation. On April 26, 2022, a federal grand jury opened an investigation. Defendant's concealment of boxes. On May 11th, 2022, the grand jury issued a subpoena the May 11th subpoena to the office of Donald J. Trump, not to Donald J. Trump, to the office of Donald J. Trump, requiring the production of all documents with classification markings in the possession, custody, or control of Trump or the office of Donald J. Trump, two attorneys representing Trump, Trump attorney one and Trump attorney two. I think this is Corcoran and um, uh, what's her name? The ex-military gal. Ah, uh, what's her name? Christina? No, what's what's her name? It's Evan Corcoran and Christina Bob. I think that's who these two attorneys are that we're mentioning here. Informed Trump of the May 11 subpoena, and he authorized Trump Attorney 1 to accept service. On May 22, 2022, NADA entered the storage room at 3.47 p.m., and left approximately 40, 34 minutes later, carrying one of Trump's boxes. They know this because they got the uh, the video, the security footage. On May 23rd, 2022, Trump met with Attorney 1 and Attorney 2 at the Mar-a-Lago Club to discuss the response to the May 11th subpoena. Trump Attorney 1 and 2 told Trump they, that they needed to search for documents that would be responsive to the subpoena and provide a certification that there had been compliance with the subpoena. Trump, in sum and substance, made the following statements, among others, as memorialized by Trump Attorney 1. A. I don't want anybody looking. I don't want anybody looking through my boxes. I really don't. I don't want you looking through my boxes. Okay. B. Well, what if we, what happens if we just don't respond at all or don't play ball with them? C. Wouldn't it be better if we just told them we don't have anything here? D. Well, look, isn't it better if there are no documents? Um, guys, I want you to know there is nothing illegal about asking your attorneys, what if we don't comply with the subpoena? What if we tell them we don't have any documents? What if like there's no this is there's nothing wrong with Trump asking these things or saying these things to his attorneys? That's what the attorneys are for. They're for him to ask them, "Hey, do you think it'd be better if we just uh told them we didn't have these things and there's nothing here?" What would happen if we did that? And the attorneys like, "Oh, well if you did that, these X would happen, then Y, then Z. There's nothing illegal about asking what would happen. 
or what if we do these things? While meeting with Trump attorney one and Trump attorney two on May 23rd, Trump in some and substance told the following story as memorialized by Trump attorney one. Quote, attorney, he was great. He did a great job. You know what? He said, he said that it, that it was him, that he was the one who deleted all of her emails, the 30,000 emails, because they basically dealt with her scheduling and her going to the gym and her having beauty appointments. And he was great. And he, so he, he didn't get in any trouble because he said that he was the one who deleted them. I know who he's talking about. I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, Dawson mentioned his name the other day. Uh, well, I, I won't look it up now, but Dawson mentioned the name of that attorney, uh, that worked for Clinton that did it. Interesting that Trump is talking about Hillary Clinton and her emails during this whole thing, right? Trump related the story more than once that day. He's emphasizing it. He's letting you know that's what this is really about. On May 23rd, Trump also confirmed his understanding with Trump attorney one the Trump attorney one would return to the Mar-a-Lago club on June 2nd to search for any documents with classification markings to produce in response to the May 11th subpoena. Trump attorney one, which I'm pretty sure is Evan Corcoran, made it clear to Trump that Trump attorney one would conduct the search for responsive documents by looking through Trump's boxes that had been transported from the White House and remained in storage at Mar-a-Lago club. Trump indicated that he wanted to be at the Mar-a-Lago club when Trump attorney one returned to review his boxes on June 2nd and that Trump would change his summer travel plans to do so. Trump told attorney two, who I think is Christina Bob, that Trump, that she did not need to be present for the review of boxes. After a meeting with Trump attorney one and two on May 23rd, Trump delayed his departure from Mar-a-Lago club to Bedminster club for the summer so that he would be present at the Mar-a-Lago club on June 2nd when Trump attorney one returned to review the boxes. Between Trump's May 23 meeting with Trump attorney one and Trump attorney two to discuss the May 11th subpoena and June 2nd when Trump attorney one returned to the Mar-a-Lago club to review the boxes in the storage room, Nada removed at Trump's direction a total of approximately 64 boxes from the storage room and brought them to Trump's residence as set forth below. On May 24, 2022, between 5.30 p.m. and 5.38 p.m., Nada removed three boxes from the storage room. On May 30th at 9.08 a.m., Trump and Nada spoke by phone for approximately 30 seconds. Between 10.02 a.m. and 11.51 a.m., Nada removed a total of approximately 50 boxes from the storage room. On May 30th, 2022, at 12.33 p.m., a Trump family member texted Nada, Good afternoon, Walt. Happy Memorial Day. I saw you put boxes to POTUS room. Just FYI, and I will tell him as well, not sure how many he wants to take on Friday on the plane. We will not have a room for them. Plane will be full with luggage. Thank you. You guys remember when Trump took that flight and he had boxes on the plane they were unloading? I think this that's what this is referring to. Nada replied, good afternoon, ma'am. Smiley face emoji. Thank you so much. Says ma'am. Ooh, I wonder who it is. It's a ma'am. It's a Trump family member. Ivanka or Laura or Melania. Good afternoon, ma'am. Thank you so much. I think he wanted to pick from them. I don't imagine him wanting to take the boxes. 
He told me to put them in the room and that he was going to talk to you about them. Okay. On June 1st, 2022, beginning at 12.52 p.m., Nada removed approximately 11 boxes from the storage room. On June 1st, 2022, Trump spoke with Trump Attorney 1 by phone and asked whether Trump Attorney 1 was coming to Mar-a-Lago Club the next day and for exactly what purpose. Trump Attorney 1 reminded Trump that Trump Attorney 1 was going to review the boxes that had been transported from the White House and remained in storage at the Mar-a-Lago Club so that Trump Attorney 1 could have a custodian of records certify that the May 11th subpoena had been fully complied with. On June 2nd, 2022, the day that Trump Attorney 1 was scheduled to review Trump's boxes in the storage room, Trump spoke with Nada on the phone at 9.29 a.m. for approximately 24 seconds. Later that day, between 12.33 p.m. and 12.52 p.m., Nada and an employee of the Mar-a-Lago Club moved approximately 30 boxes from Trump's residence to the storage room. In sum, between May 23rd and June 2nd, before Trump's attorney, number one, a review of Trump's boxes and storage room, Nada, at Trump's direction, moved approximately 64 boxes from the storage room to Trump's residence and brought to the storage room only approximately 30 boxes. Neither Trump nor Nada informed Trump attorney one of this information. The false certification to the FBI and grand jury. I'm thinking about this last line that Trump didn't inform Evan Corcoran that they were moving these boxes around. The implication there is that they were trying to conceal some of these other boxes from Corcoran. But we we need more information about what specifically was in each box to know whether that makes sense. Because if he moved, if he moved the boxes to somewhere where Evan can review them, but the boxes he moved and didn't tell Evan about didn't contain anything classified, then he's not trying to conceal anything. He's just moving boxes because Trump told him to. And we need to, like, it says that they didn't tell Trump attorney one. Do we know that they didn't tell Trump attorney one about this? Or is Trump attorney one just saying they didn't tell me about this in order to protect himself? Because Trump attorney one could be in trouble. And this has been pretty obvious since the very, very early days of this matter that the attorney or attorneys, plural, who signed off on these subpoenas saying, yep, we turned all this stuff over. There was nothing left at Mar-a-Lago. But then if there really was. Those attorneys are on the hook because they falsely represented the DOJ that they had collected all the materials responsive to the subpoena, right? So I could understand if Evan Corcoran or whoever Trump attorney one is, I think it's Corcoran though, is saying they never told me about these other boxes that would get him out of being on the hook for representing to DOJ that he had turned everything over. All right, the false certification to the FBI and grand jury. That's what I'm talking about, this false certification. If if 
Evan Corcoran rep certified to FBI and the grand jury that he had turned everything over. And I've seen other attorneys. I remember when that news broke that he had done that. I've seen other attorneys say that was a bad move. That was not a good thing for him to do unless he absolutely, absolutely 100% was sure that he had turned everything over. And how could he be if he only took one day to go over these things and there were other boxes at Mar-a-Lago he didn't review? Right. On the afternoon of June 2nd, 2022, as Trump had been informed, Trump attorney one arrived at the Mar-a-Lago club to review Trump's boxes to look for documents with classification markings in response to the May 11th subpoena. Trump met with Trump attorney one before Trump attorney one conducted the review. Nada escorted Trump attorney one to the storage room. Between 3.53 p.m. and 6.23 p.m., Trump attorney one reviewed the contents of Trump's boxes in the storage room. Trump attorney one located 38 documents with classification markings inside the boxes, which Trump attorney one removed and placed in a red weld folder. Trump attorney one contacted Nada and asked him to bring clear duct tape to the storage room, which Nada did. Trump attorney one used the clear duct tape to seal the red weld folder with the documents with classification markings inside. After Trump attorney one finished sealing the red weld folder containing the, the, the documents with classification markings, you know, it's going to point out Smith in this indictment is still saying with classification markings. He's not saying that were classified. He's not saying the classified documents. He's not saying cl documents with classification markings that were still classified. He's just describing them as with classification markings. If they were still classified, I think he would say so right here. Nada took Trump attorney one to a dining room in the Mar-a-Lago club to meet with Trump. After Trump attorney one confirmed that he was finished with his search of the storage room, Trump asked, quote, did you find anything? Is it bad? Good. Trump and, attorney, and Trump attorney one then discussed what to do with the red weld folder containing documents, classification markings, and whether Trump attorney one should bring them to his hotel room and put them in a safe there. During that conversation, Trump made a plucking motion as memorialized by Trump attorney one. He made a funny motion as though, well, okay, why don't you take them with you to your hotel room? And if there's anything really bad in there, like, you know, pluck it out. And that was the motion that he made. He didn't say that. Are y'all getting the sense that maybe uh, Trump attorney one is trying to get Trump in trouble? Running around making all these notes about conversations he's having with Trump. You should. I think. I think. I think we found that's a good description, music and fiction. I think. I think. I think this guy right here, being a snake. That evening, Trump attorney one contacted the DOJ, 
and requested that an FBI agent meet him at the Mar-a-Lago Club the next day, June 3rd, so that he can turn over the documents responsive to the May 11th subpoena. Also that evening, Trump Attorney 1 contacted another Trump Attorney, Trump Attorney 3, and asked her if she would come to Mar-a-Lago the next morning to act as a custodian of records and sign a certification regarding the search for documents with classification markings in response to the May 11th subpoena. All right, they may have slipped up there by saying her. So in this story, the way this is laying out, it sounds like I was wrong. Trump Attorney 3 is Christina Bob, and I don't know who Trump Attorney 2 is yet. So Trump Attorney 3 could be Christina Bob. He has two, he has three, Trump has three female lawyers that I know of. Christina Bob, Lindsey Halligan, and um, Elena Haba. So that they just gave us a clue there. Trump Attorney 3 is one of those three. If it's Bob, then we'll find out because she'll refuse, she refuses to sign the certification at first. Trump Attorney 3, who had no role in the review of the... Okay, wait, 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 wait. And ask her... Right, ask her to come by the Marlboro Club next morning to act as a custodian of records and sign a certification regarding the search for documents with classification markings in response to the May 11th subpoena. Trump Attorney 3, who had no role in the review of Trump's boxes in the storage room, agreed. The next day, on June 3rd, 2022, as Trump's attorney, Trump Attorney 1's request... Trump attorney three signed a certification as the custodian of records for the office of Donald J. Trump and took it to the Mar-a-Lago club to provide it to the department of justice and FBI. So, okay. So it is, that's, um, Trump attorney three is Christina Bob in the certification. Trump attorney three who performed, performed no search of Trump's boxes had not reviewed the May 11 subpoena and had not reviewed the documents of the Redwell folder stated among other things that quote, Based upon the information that had been provided to her, which was key, she made Corcoran add that in. There's a previous news report about it where Christina Bob made Corcoran add those these lines in because she had not she was smart. She hadn't done the search herself. So she was really being really smart about this. And which sounds to me, guys, when you put it together, it's starting to paint the picture that Evan Corcoran Try, is trying to find something to get Trump on, and he's trying to make Christina Bob take the fall right here. He tried to entrap Christina Bob by making her sign a certification for response response to the subpoena that she didn't do any anything with. You catching that? That's what he's doing. Corcoran is setting up Christina Bob, and she figured it out. A diligent search was conducted of the boxes that were moved from the White House to Florida. The search was conducted after receipt of the subpoena in order to locate any and all documents that are responsive to the subpoena, any and all responsive documents accompanying the certification. These statements were false because, among other reasons, Trump had directed NADA to move boxes before Trump Attorney 1's June 2nd review so that many boxes were not searched and many documents responsive to the May 11th subpoena could not be found and in fact were not found by Trump Attorney 1. Shortly after Trump Attorney 3 executed the false certification, on June 3, 2022, Trump Attorney 1 and Trump Attorney 3 met at the Mar-a-Lago Club with personnel from the Department of Justice and FBI. 
Trump Attorney 1 and Trump Attorney 3 turned over the Red Weld folder containing documents with classification markings, as well as the false certification signed by Trump Attorney 3 as custodian of records. Trump, who had delayed his departure from the Mar-a-Lago Club, joined Attorney 1 and Attorney 3 for some of the meeting. Trump claimed to the Department of Justice and FBI that he was a, quote, open book. Well, he is. Earlier that same day, Nada and others loaded several of Trump's boxes along with other items on aircraft that flew Trump and his family north for the summer. I just I just thought of something. Um if zero o'clock is still here, um I don't know if you're still if you're still listening zero o'clock, but if you are, I think I saw you post some other stuff about happenings in Iran besides the election. Um I'm going to make a post later on Twitter if you want to add what you found uh, to my post. After the show's over, I'll, I'm going to post that section and connect it to that thread I found. Okay, I see you. Yeah, I'm going to post that segment of this indictment on Twitter uh, and connect it to that thread I already had going. You post what you found on there. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. In July 2022... The FBI and grand jury obtained and reviewed surveillance video from the Mar-a-Lago Club showing the movement of boxes set forth above. On August 8, 2022, the FBI executed a court authorized. I know how to use my I can speak. Okay, executed a court authorized search warrant at the Mar-a-Lago Club. The search warrant authorized the FBI to search for and seize, among other things, all documents with classification markings. During the execution of the search warrant at the Mar-a-Lago Club, the FBI seized 102 documents with classification markings in Trump's office and the storage room as follows. So in Trump's office, 27 documents with these classification markings. And in the storage room, 75 documents with these classification markings. Okay. Now to the counts. The general allegations of this indictment are re-alleged and fully incorporated here by reference. On or about the date set forth in the table below. Okay, y'all see this shift, right? We've gone from this part right here was all, this is all clean typeface, typed out in Word. I can select the text, right? Now we're back to the way the first page was, where it's a scanned copy with some distortion into a PDF, which I can, I can highlight it, but it's completely different than this. This is weird. There's 27, there's 20 something pages of this clean typed out in like word kind of stuff. And then it switches to this, which is poorly scanned. And I don't know. It's weird. All right. On or about the date set forth in the table below in Palm beach County in the Southern district of Florida and elsewhere, the defendant, Donald J. Trump, having authorized unauthorized possession of access to and control over documents relating to the national defense did willfully retain the documents and fail to deliver them to the officer and employee of the United States entitled to receive them. That is Trump without authorization retained at the Mar-a-Lago club documents relating to the national defense, including the following 
All right, January 20th to 2021 through August 8th, top secret no foreign special handling document dated May 3rd, 2018 concerning White House intelligence briefing related to various foreign countries. Documents dated May 9th concerning White House intelligence briefing on foreign countries. Undated document concerning military capabilities of a foreign country and the United States with handwritten annotation and black marker. Documents dated May 6, 2019, concerning White House intelligence briefing related to foreign countries, including military activities and planning of foreign countries. Documents dated June 4, 2020, concerning White House intelligence briefing in foreign countries. October 21st, 2018, concerning communications with the leader of a foreign country. All these dates we need to look up and see what was going on. Document dated October 4th, 2019, concerning military capabilities of a foreign country. Undated document concerning military attacks by a foreign country. November 2017, document concerning military capabilities of a foreign country. Undated document concerning military contingency planning of the United States. Dun, dun, dun. Pages of undated document. Concerning projected regional military capabilities of foreign country and the United States. Undated document concerning military capabilities of a foreign country in the United States. Military operations of foreign country. Policies in a foreign country from February 2020. December 2019. Concerning foreign support of terrorist acts against the United States. Military capabilities, foreign country, military operations against U.S. forces and others from March 2020. March 2020. This could have to do with COVID. Think about that. This is secret. Classified secret. No foreign. So you can't share with any foreign entities. Document dated March 2020. Concerning military operations against the United States forces and others. Just wondering if it had anything to do with COVID. Undated document concerning nuclear weaponry of the United States. Undated document concerning timeline and details of attack in a foreign country. Oh, look, part of the uh, classification is redacted on this one. That's dasting. Top secret, redacted, or con no foreign. The, cl- the classification itself is redacted. Undated document concerning military capabilities of foreign countries. Document dated August 2019. There's another one. The classification is redacted on that. Dated August 29th concerning regional military activity of foreign country. Document dated August 30th, 2019, concerning White House intelligence briefing related to various foreign countries with handwritten annotation and black marker. Undated document concerning military activity of a foreign country. October 24th, 2019, military activity of foreign countries and the United States. Another one with a redacted classification. November 7th, 2019, document concerning military activity of foreign countries and the United States. 
November 2019, same thing, military activity of foreign countries. White House intelligence briefing from October 18th, 2019. Another one that the classification is redacted. Document date October 18th, 2019 concerning military capabilities of a foreign country. October 15th concerning military operations of a foreign country. Its classification is redacted. Document dated February 2017 concerning military activities of a foreign country. Count two. General allegations of this indictment are re-alleged and fully incorporated here by reference. The conspiracy and its objects. From on or about May 11th, 2022. Through in or around August 2022, in Palm Beach County in the Southern District of Florida and elsewhere, the defendants, Donald J. Trump and Waltine Nada, did knowingly combine, conspire, confederate, and agree with each other and with others known and unknown to the grand jury to engage in misleading conduct toward another person and corruptly persuade another person to withhold a record document and other object from an official proceeding in violation of 18 U.S.C. 1512b2a, and to corruptly conceal a record, document, and other object from an official proceeding in violation of 18 U.S.C. 1512c1. The purpose of the conspiracy, the purpose of the conspiracy was for Trump to keep classified documents he had taken with him from the White House and to hide and conceal them from a federal grand jury. The manner and means of the conspiracy. The manner and means by which the defendants sought to accomplish the objects and purpose of the conspiracy included, among other things, the following. A. Suggesting that Trump Attorney 1 falsely represent to the FBI and grand jury that Trump did not have documents called for by the May 11th subpoena. B. Moving documents, moving boxes of documents to conceal them from Trump Attorney 1, the FBI, and the grand jury. C. Suggesting that Trump Attorney 1 hide or destroy documents called for by the May 11th subpoena. D, providing to the FBI and grand jury just some of the documents called for by the May 11th subpoena, while Trump claimed he was cooperating fully. E, causing a false certification to be submitted to the FBI and grand jury, representing that all documents with classification markings had been produced when in fact they had not. And F, making false and misleading statements to the FBI in violation of Title 18 U.S. United States Code Section 512K, 1512K. Count 33, withholding a document or record. Trump and Nada did knowingly engage in misleading conduct toward another person and knowingly corruptly persuade and attempt to persuade another person with intent to cause and induce a person to withhold a record, document, or other ob object from an official proceeding. Trump attempted to persuade Trump Attorney 1 to hide and conceal documents from a federal grand jury, and Trump and Nada misled Trump Attorney 1 by moving boxes that contained documents with classification markings so that Trump Attorney 1 would not find the documents and produce them to the federal grand jury. Count 34, corruptly concealing a document or record. Trump and Nada did corruptly conceal a record or document. They hid and concealed boxes that contained documents with classification markings from Trump Attorney 1 so that Trump Attorney 1 would not find the documents and produce them to the federal grand jury. 
count 35, concealing a document in a federal investigation. Trump and Nada did knowingly conceal, cover up, or falsely and make false entry in record, document, and tangible object. During a federal criminal investigation being conducted by the FBI, Trump and Nada hid, concealed, and covered up from the FBI Trump's continued possession of documents with classification markings. Again, guys, it doesn't say classified. Why is Jack Smith not writing Trump and Nada hid, concealed, and covered up from the FBI Trump's continued possession of documents with classification markings that were classified? It continues to say classification markings. It never deals. Nowhere in here has it dealt with whether or not they were actually classified. It just is dealing with it as classified markings. Trump caused a false certification to be submitted to the FBI. Count 36, scheme to conceal. Trump and Nada, in a matter within the jurisdiction of the judicial branch and executive branch of the United States government, blah, 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 and during a federal criminal investigation being conducted by the FBI, Trump and Nada hid and concealed from the grand jury and FBI Trump's continued possession of documents which were classified. Actually not, no. Continued possession of documents with classification markings, which in and of itself is not illegal. It is not illegal to hold documents with classification markings. <laughs> it's, it's illegal to possess classified documents, not classified documents with markings. Count 37, false statements and representations. Donald, this is just Trump. Trump in a matter within the jurisdiction of blah, 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 during a federal grand jury investigation and a federal investigation being conducted by the FBI. Trump caused the following false statements and representations to be made to the grand jury and the FBI in a sworn certification executed by Trump attorney three. Quote, a diligent search was conducted for the boxes. We just this is what we read earlier where Christina Bob put those statements in the, the certification the statements and representations set forth above were false, as Trump knew, and because Trump had directed that boxes be removed from the storage room before Trump Attorney 1 conducted the June 2nd search for the documents with classification markings, so that Trump Attorney 1's search would not and did not include all of the Trump's, box, Trump's boxes that were removed from the White House, Trump Attorney 1's search would not and did not locate all documents responsive to the May 11th subpoena. And all responsive documents were not provided to the FBI and the grand jury with the certification. In fact, after June 3rd, more than 100 documents with classification markings remained at the Mar-a-Lago Club until FBI search on August 8th, 2022. False statements and representations. On May 26th, this is count 38. On May 26th, NADA participated in a voluntary interview with the FBI. During the interview, the FBI explained to Nada that the FBI was investigating how classified documents have been kept at Mar-a-Lago. Okay, here it said classified documents have been kept at Mar-a-Lago Club, and the FBI asked Nada questions about the location and movement of Trump's boxes before Trump provided 15 boxes to Nara on January 17th. Nada was represented by counsel, and the FBI advised Nada that the interview was voluntary and that he could leave at any time. The FBI also advised Nada that it was a criminal offense to lie to the FBI. 
the interview was recorded. On or about May 26, 2022, in Palm Beach and in the Southern District of Florida, Waltine Nada, in a matter within the jurisdiction of blah, 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 did knowingly and willfully make a materially false, fictitious, and fraudulent statement and representation. That is, in a voluntary interview during the the federal criminal investigation being conducted by the FBI, Nada was asked the following questions and gave the following false answers. Question. Does any, are you aware of any boxes being brought to his home, his suite? No. All right. So, so to the best of your knowledge, you're saying that those boxes that you brought onto the truck, first time you ever laid eyes on them was just the day of when Trump employee two needed you to correct to take them. Okay. And knowing that we're trying to track the life of these boxes and where they could have been kept and stored and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you have any information that could, that would, that could help us understand like where they were kept, how they were kept, were they secured, were they locked? Something that makes the intelligence community feel better about these things, you know? Answer, I wish I wish I could tell you I don't know. I don't, I honestly just don't know. Question, and what, so, so you only saw the 15 boxes, 15, 17 boxes, uh-huh. The day of the move, even they just, they just showed up that day? Answer, they were in Pine Hall. Trump employee two just asked me, hey, can you, can we move some boxes? Okay. And I was like, okay. Guys, it kind of sounds like he didn't lie. He told them they were in Pine Hall. Hmm. All right. Again, it's a poor, really poorly scanned page. Question. So you didn't know, had no idea how they got there before? Answer, no. The underscored statements and representations were false. Nada did, in fact, know that the boxes in Pine Hall had come from the storage room as Nada himself, with the assistance of Trump employee two, had moved the boxes from the storage room to Pine Hall. And Nada had observed the boxes in and moved them to various locations in the Mar-a-Lago club. And that's the last page of it. You know, it, it could be with Nada, with Walt Nada, it could be that he did mess up. Like, it could be that he he's guilty of making these false statements and that he really did know, but he said that he didn't know because he was trying to protect Trump or himself. And, you know, he thought he was, there's a way of looking at this and I don't know that this is the case. I'm just spitballing here. There's a way of looking at this is that maybe Nada was trying to do the right thing and protect his boss, but he was also really nervous and decided that he was going to make a false statement and say he didn't know to protect himself or protect Trump. And it also could be that he misunderstood. What I don't really understand is that he had his attorney with him. So if he has his attorney with him, his attorney's not going to let him incriminate himself with these answers. Um, so I'd, I'd really like to hear what his attorney has to say about this, this exchange here. The attorney that was there that day and why that attorney let him make these false statements, right? Like I don't, I just, I find it hard to believe that his attorney would allow him to make false statements like this, unless his attorney was unaware as well. 
and ending that's that may be the case all right so that's the indictment of trump let's see and nada let's see what trump is saying right now after having been to the courthouse on my way i said thank you miami such a warm welcome on such a sad day for our country I kind of have a hard time. Like I understand people feeling sad about this, but I am just so comfy and like, I'm just so comfy and confident in Trump and his ability to lead the media around to catch the swamp and to win the 2024 primary easily and to win the election in 2024. I don't have, I don't think Trump is going to go down for this. Um, and I, I just think it's all going according to plan. And, but I, that's not what we're supposed to think right now. What we're supposed to think right now is that big, bad meanie, Jack Smith, that monster, that monster has come for, our guy and it's a witch hunt and it's election interference and Jack Smith is deranged 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 Jack Smith will he be looking at the thousands of pages of documents that Biden had in Chinatown look at this right here let me get this right here will Jack Smith deranged Jack Smith be looking at the thousands of pages of documents that Biden had in Chinatown then when caught quickly sent up to Boston what about the 1,850 boxes that Biden is fighting to keep secret? How about Hillary's 30,000 emails that she deleted and acid washed? Washed. Will he be looking at the $5 million bribe that was paid to Biden, but that the Justice Department is trying to hide? Much more coming on that. We are living in a third world country. No borders. Rigged elections. Jack Smith. He's a thug. Overturned consistently and unanimously in big cases that Biden and his corrupt injustice department stuck on me. He's a radical right lunatic. What? A radical right lunatic? And Trump hater, as are all his friends and family, who probably, quote, planted information in the boxes given to them. They taint everything they touch, including our country, which is rapidly going to hell. <laughs> By the way, I think... uh I think Trump mentioned how Jack Smith is a thug who's overturned consistently and unanimously in big cases. Guys, I mean, we Burning Bright and I tell you all the time, pay attention to Trump's asides. The asides are so often where it's at in his statements. It'll be, you know, fireworks here and then an aside and then more fireworks. Attention grabbing lines here and aside and then more attention grabbing lines and that's what this is right here this is the thug who is overturned consistently and unanimously in big cases that Biden and his corrupt and justice department stuck on me makes me think that uh he's telling you this ain't gonna stick 
this ain't going to stick. I can, um, before I go, I can entertain like Jack Smith as a monster thug, like the way Trump is describing him. I can entertain him as being that and being this monster anti-Trump attack dog for, for crooked DOJ coming after Trump, trying to take him out of the election. Like I can, I can entertain that and hold it in my mind. And I can also see him as a secret white hat and that it's all kayfabe. I can hold both ideas, concepts in my mind. And in the first one, it works out just fine because Trump has and team have expertly baited Jack Smith into bringing an indictment that's going to collapse and charging him under Espionage Act when he's covered by the Presidential Records Act and everything he took home was declassified. So there is no criminal scheme here to hide things. Um, there's just boxes being moved around and various attorneys looking for things. And um, sounds like there was a snake on Trump's team. Imagine that. Um, so I can like I can entertain it that way and see it as Trump and team have baited the D, the crooked DOJ into using Jack Smith, who is known for being a thug, monster, all this stuff, and has been overturning other cases, and they've built him up into this thing. So that that's what he did. He Trump baited this attack dog into biting into. I don't even like saying a poisoned or toxic bone because I love dogs so much. Um, I needed something else. He 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 baited this thug into this trap. Okay, I can entertain it as that. I can also entertain it as that it's all kayfabe. And I've looked into Jack Smith. He doesn't seem like the monster that the, that Trump is trying so hard to make him out to be. He really doesn't. Um, I think that Trump and team are having to work extra hard to make Jack Smith and to convince people that Jack Smith is a monster and is this bad guy. I think they're having to work really hard. And so maybe I should stop. Maybe I should stop mentioning how, how it doesn't work, but um, I can entertain it as that. And then in that sense, Jack Smith is bringing an indictment that he knows will fail. Um, as burning bright often mentions, just look at the net effects. Either way, the net effect is the same. Either way, the net effect is the same. So. All right, let me get the exit music queued up. What I'm going to do is um, I am going to turn this into a podcast. If you're interested in getting my show as a podcast, go to justhuman.substack.com. That's where you can get the podcast and you can set it up to feed it to whatever podcast player you like. Uh, or you can just use the Substack. Uh, a podcast player, which works just fine. Um, I also, I finished reading the Durham report. If you're traveling this summer and you're interested in um, the Durham report and uh, while you're driving or traveling or whatever, you want to listen to someone read it and comment on it instead of reading it yourself. Those are up on my rumble and um, on my Substack. You can go through it at several parts and I go over the entire Durham report and um, give commentary here and there. So um, thank you for everybody who supported me while I was doing that. It was a lot of work, a lot of stuff to go over, but I uh, thank you for all the support I got with that. Um, um, no show tomorrow, summer schedule, 
I'll post when I'm going live. It's not going to be as reg regular time like it has been. I'm sorry. Um, but that's just the way that's dad life in the summer. So I will be on devolution power hour tomorrow night. Y'all be blessed. Stay positive. Stay positive guys. We're not going to win every battle, but we are going to win this war. God bless each and every one of you. Have a wonderful evening. And uh, yeah, I'll see y'all tomorrow night on the Devolution Power Hour.